0: Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by.
1: You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment
2: reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. He lays a clinkers. Welcome to the Iron Cannon podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co Tom and William. And guys, we I think we did it. We have reached the the top of the mountain. What do you? Uh, there's a word for that, like the summit of mm. the Bad Batch season two. Uh, it's time. Like we're we're a little bit delayed, you know, but we are here finally to talk about Bad Batch season two, episode fifteen and sixteen, the summit and Plan ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: we. We originally we wanted to record earlier, as you guys know. We had some challenges. We had to go to plan B and then three
2: and wow.
1: four. And no, then eventually like, got to plan well, 99. No, no, no no, and, no, 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 no. Because no. plan nine was already done. So we had to go to plan 99. Exactly. Yeah.
0: It took 99 attempts, but we're here. We're recording our review of The Bad Batch. Wow, this is, this was a big a big two-parter and so it's been a, it's been hard to not discuss it for
2: a couple um, weeks uh, more than i didn't have a problem with it at all william i, I mean in, in true fashion like i wanted to make sure we gave like an authentic podcast review like you know you see mm-hmm. the episode you review it soon after like our listeners do uh so i finished uh, plan 99 the final episode about 20 minutes ago
1: um, As you, just so a,
2: we. I really wanted everyone to have that authentic experience, you know.
1: Exactly. It's a bummer you couldn't have done it 99 minutes ago, because that way you would have been totally on point. Oh boy. Oh boy. Kind of sweet insert here, Tom. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think. Is there any news, uh, William, to get us out of this? There,
0: there's not. No, there's no, no, no major news right now. Um, I don't know about you guys. I'm still enjoying Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which has been great. Also, we didn't talk about in the last episode that uh if if you are a star wars fan it is a great uh, st- far, uh, sorry fan of soundtracks in particular it is a great time because not only do we have the mandalorian season three soundtrack out now the the second half we've also got the soundtrack for the bad batch for star wars visions and they have a number of releases there one for each of the shorts um Jedi Survivor uh, even a n- playlist from Galaxy's Edge, you know, Oasis Cantina uh, volume 2 and the Galactic Star Cruisers. You can finally listen to the the uh, the dulcet tones of Gaia on the Star Cruiser if you haven't been yet. Like us we've not had a chance to go. So, lots of and lots and lots of Star Wars music which, you know, I enjoy. But it's mm-hmm. a little bit older. that happened uh the soundtracks been coming out the last couple of weeks, but it's I love seeing all these soundtracks come out personally. I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of the star Wars music as I hope we all are.
1: I have no problem with it. I love the original soundtrack because I happen to have the album of it from back in the day. Yes.
0: Yes. So yeah. Um, I think without further ado, should we, should we dive into our review of these two episodes? Cause this it's, it's a big one, you know. I know we've 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 talked a lot about the season at length, but these episodes really deliver on a lot of what we've been uh, mm-hmm. hoping for.
1: This they this were not, season. they were not quiet episodes.
0: No, no. And no. so, Tom, you want to take us into the first episode?
1: Yes, I can take us into Bad Batch season two, episode fifteen, the Summit. Directed by Nathaniel Villanueva and directed by Matt Mknivitz, in this episode, an infil- infiltration proves more challenging than expected. I love this episode because, for me, have you guys ever seen the uh, the movie Where Eagles Dare with uh, Clint Eastwood? And no. uh, oh God, it's got that same feel to it, mm-hmm. where you have to get into the base by using a gondola. And this is basically just about the same setup and such a good movie. The stories are completely different, but the way they get into that fortress is just about the same. And I so appreciated this. So the the infiltration was just amazing to see. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, we
0: always assumed that it was going to be Mount Tantis. That get capped off this season. And instead, we get a bit of a, a curveball in some ways. And instead, the two-part season finale, for the most part, takes place on Iriadu, which is really cool. I mean it's, it's our first time seeing seeing Iriadu on screen. Of course, the homeworld of Governor Tarkin. We've seen it in the books, but it's our first time seeing it uh, on the on the silver screen, which is really cool. And uh yeah, we they basically infiltrate the 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 summit of these Imperials and the uh, Tarkin's Imperial leadership, and we'll talk more about that shortly. And it it leads to a pretty shocking cliffhanger and uh, a pretty emotional two parter.
2: So, are you saying it's a cliffhanger because they were hanging? I mean, they weren't really on a cliff, but they were. Yeah, Jason, it's right? more of a. What, a a you know. rope hanger? Is that a thing? <laughs> a train <laughs> hanger, maybe? A tra- maybe train train hanger. hanger. Yeah. Wow.
0: Oh boy. Oh. Wow. Oh boy. I just. Anyway. Yeah. Uh. So I. I really liked this. You know, it's I. I enjoyed how they're, the bad batch. Even after all the things Crosshair has done to them, they still want to help Crosshair, right? And so that's the whole reason they're coming to Iriatu, is to to rescue Crosshair and find his location and do that they first need to track down Tarkin and uh, follow or ideally follow right Hemlock to back to his base on Mount Tantus. That's kind of the whole plan. And that's why they go to uh, Tarkin's base called Raven's peak on Eriadu. And as you said, Tom, it's a really cool infiltration scene, right? Where they have to, they, they have to get to the, the bottom of the base, almost like, you know, return of the Jedi uh, on Endor, right. And, and um, uh, get onto the, the line And then take the Skyrail car all the way, you know, thousands and thousands of feet in the air. It's really cool. It's just visually amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is just. Like I said, if you ever see where eagles dare, there is that parallel using that gondola and that train system to get up there. But after that, the stories just separate because not only I got to say one thing that I really appreciate seeing in animation is the backstory they're building to Tarkin. And I appreciate it because he's not front and center on a lot of these episodes, but they use him when he is the the, the most prominent and the most, you're trying to get a point across that he is a bad guy because he doesn't care what's going on around him. If he's got a mission, he's going to take care of it. It, when, when we'll get to the second part of the episode where I think it really shines about, he doesn't care about or what's around him, but just what's in front of him. Like, you know, he's sitting there planning out and he's got all the other guys around the table. How would you guys like the uh, um, uh, call? Uh, Krennic was there. I mean, talk about a shout out to Krennic being within this whole fortress. Oh, yeah. God. It's super cool. I love seeing the like it actually
2: reminds me, I mean, I don't remember what the timing for this is, but it's similar to, like, the Shadow Council we see in Mandalorian mm-hmm. Season 3. Like, yes, a lot of big names, I feel like, in this kind of one small room. Like, Krennic being probably, the, I think, the one we know the best at this point. Um, but I love just tying together Tarkin, uh, Hemlock, obviously, you know, represents now, I think, the Bad Batch villainy um krennic from rogue one tarkin and i think i said tarkin already but it's just it's cool to see all of them together yeah right. I, are there I, any other names we recognize that yeah there, don't there's know a names. few
0: um we get to see barton coburn of course from the clone wars um and uh herstrom from a new hope and rogue one and um i guess according to the episode guy they actually originally were going to have um uh cassio tag and Māti as well uh, but uh, and also Trench Moloch, all from A New Hope, but mm-hmm. they 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 realize that they probably wouldn't be that high ranking yet. But it's still really cool to see, and the fact that they brought back Ben Mendelssohn as Orson Krennic is just mm-hmm. perfect because. I, I love Dr. Krennic. I, his, his, sorry, director. What is it, doctor? Director Krennic. His. He could be a doctor, too. He could be a doctor. Not, but, I'm it, thinking you know about what, Hemlock. A Z, it, it, exactly. I can see the
1: confusion between the Ds. Doctor, no, no, no. Director. But, uh,
0: but director Krennic, he is, he's probably one of my, there's a lot to love in Rogue One, but he is up there as one of my favorite parts of Rogue One. I just love his character. And it's just so cool to see him back. And with, and of course, the return of, of Ben Mendelsohn And, you know, we get, you're right it's very much like the shadow council in the mandalorian you know when we recorded or when we originally watched this i do not think that episode of the mandalorian had aired yet with the shadow council uh but it it certainly feels like that in hindsight right we we see hemlock giving updates on cloning and how he talks about their their he's making great progress on this importance this project of great impor- importance to the emperor and we we learn that the Kaminoans apparently had; they they have cloning secrets that no one else in the galaxy knows. And every you know, cloning is is not exclusive to the Kaminoans, but they have the special sauce. They have they know exactly how to, um, uh, to 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 clone beings in a way that the Empire finds desirable. We don't have a ton of details, right? But they have it. And only they have it, and, uh, and actually, it's kind of vaguely reminiscent of Doctor Pershing's discussion in *Mandalorian* as well. But ultimately, like that is what that is what Hemlock's experiments are trying to unlock is the the secrets of the the Kaminoans.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see. Like, I hope we delve more into what this is. Like, I kind of suspect the Kaminoans have been kind of off in the corner of the galaxy doing their own little like cloning experiments for a long time, it's why they're at the top of their game. Um, And then just to see this kind of through line of cloning and I wonder how closely Hemlock's work is going to end up tying to, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Moff Uh, Gideon. Gideon. Thank you, no Gideon is who I was thinking. Yeah, Moff Gideon. Um, So I think in some ways the biggest reveal is that we've got multiple cloning projects kind of going on at the same time for the Empire. Um, so I wonder which one Hemlock is working towards. Is he force-sensitive clones? Is it uh, you know new soldiers? Um, I suspect we'll have to mm-hmm. wait until season three to find out for
1: sure. Wouldn't yeah. you think he? Wouldn't you think he's probably doing it more so for the soldier aspect? And you have Moff Gideon doing it for the force aspect, because here you have um, Hemlock actually, let's say, experimenting on the clones themselves. Yeah. So maybe he's trying to make super super soldier clones.
2: Yeah, I, well, I feel like he does say that he's doing work for the Emperor, which right, makes right. me think it's force related. But I get, I mean, maybe the Emperor is not that specific, and he's just got a bunch of projects he's doing. Like we know he's doing the Zilla Beast, too. So correct, right? And I, that's I, for
0: the I, armor, that. I guess. Exactly. I I take this as you know, Gideon's his his was an offshoot of the emperor's cloning project and i think the emperor originally started his cloning well there was the clones themselves which technically was kind of came back to the emperor right he he or, he ordered them uh in a roundabout way but he uh he then you know th- we see he's he's using the Zillow Beast to try to figure out armor and then in the first or at post return of the jedi the imperial remnant is trying to do cloning experience to, uh, experiments to learn how to presumably bring back the emperor. And so I, I suspect it's part of the whole thing, right? The emperor's trying to figure out how to keep himself alive forever. And then they're trying to figure out how to bring him back. And Gideon's, this is this offshoot of, oh, I want these super soldiers that work for myself. That's kind of how I interpret it, but maybe, maybe not. I don't know.
1: Um, we will probably find out whenever season three gets announced because, well, when it's going to air, we know there's going to be a season three but when it's going to air and the storyline basically has all been set up by these two episodes. Yeah. At least part of it, but you know, hopefully we'll get the rest of it tied up in the next season. Yeah.
0: And, and the, the other thing I I enjoyed and you started to touch on this Tom is that this, this uh, season has dealt with, the treatment of the clones quite a bit right mm-hmm. uh yep. and we see that even at this this high imperial level right uh the, the leadership level they are also debating using these clones as test subject hemlock admits that he's using the decommissioned clones for testing purposes and that you know they're imperial property so they don't get a say but Hurst germati and is and and, and barton coburn right are both concerned uh the former is worried about how the senate might react and the latter is Mm -hmm. more worried about the clones themselves because he's worked with them and it's really interesting to see this debate among the leadership as well they're not all just on the same page yeah let's experiment on these clones
1: right but the funny thing is it's always tarkin that comes back saying the negative about it i find them to be what um they were like the jedi they they went off on their own Mm -hmm. they have their own you know thoughts they have their own this they're not the soldiers I think Tarkin expected them to be to always follow orders because you know what? They're going to sit there in a situation and they're going to grow Tarkin. And this is the, this is what I love about this. Tarkin, you see in these episodes, basically stays true to just being one mean, nasty guy who doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And he stays true I mean, to, to his beliefs.
2: And that goes all the way back, I think, to the Citadel arc in Clone Wars, right? Like, I don't even really remember yeah. the arc specifically, but I seem to recall Tarkin not being a fan of his experiences there.
0: Oh yeah. No, that's so true. It's so true. And he's never really liked the clones and never really appreciated them. And so, yeah, I I just love seeing this debate. I think it's a very fascinating aspect. It's one of my favorite parts of this, this particular episode. Um, Mm -hmm. There's even a reference to uh, maybe the clones taking up arms against the empire, which Tarkin dismisses, which would be, cool to see uh, you know on a larger scale. I don't think we've seen that in any of the comics or anything and I know it's not really been in the I, books or shows. I'd be but...
2: surprised if we will. Like we know from Rebels that like Rex and other like Gregor and the whoever the third one was. Uh um, Wolf, it was Wolf. Thank you. Yeah. Like they're the Empire kind of still knows about them. They're just yeah. kind of like retired. And if there was right. a broader clone uprising or even right. if like It, it couldn't Rex be a broad one like for sure. I think you're
0: right. Yeah. And, and and we know that individual clones are certainly taking up arms against the empire, but it's a yep. nothing broad scale, which would have been fascinating to see. But also I, I think you're right, Steven. I don't think it would happen.
1: Yeah. I think, I think if it goes into when it goes into the third season, if we see anything like that, it's going to be small targeted. It's not going to be a full uprising. Yeah, but there has to be something, but I agree with you, Steven. And that's the one thing about this whole thing about bad Batch and with Rex involved and Gregor involved we know that from rebels the empire knows they're still around because they do contact the empire so that story thread somehow is going to have to weave into third season to where if they get involved is it you know clandestine they're involved in whatever kind of uprising because somehow they have to keep their status within the empire so they can contact them in rebels to get the information that we needed in rebels to move forward so it's going to be fascinating to see how this all plays out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, also. Okay. So let's talk about the infiltration. Cause that's a, the Imperial piece is a, is a big part and one of my favorites, but let's talk about the infiltration piece um, and how they get into Raven's peak. So they, as we mentioned earlier, they, they, um, they have to like disable this sensor uh, on, at the, the, the bottom of the sky rail and gives them like a, a brief narrow window to hop on that sky rail and and um and head up to the the base side note i love that they called the sensor is identified as sensor thirty eight eleven, which is an inverse of 1138 which is which is fun <laughs> um uh, there's also like another one that was like 1143 <laughs> which is the vessel so it's almost two 1138 references in the span of, of like five minutes um but then they get into the base and they start seeing some weird things in the base. They, they notice systems are down and cameras have been disabled and thermal charges have been set.
1: Where did you guys think this was going? I was totally caught off guard with that because I did not expect to see a secondary infiltration to this base yeah
2: my my initial thought because the, they see the cameras first and it started to make me wonder if maybe tarkin's got some play here uh-huh. like it wouldn't it wouldn't be out of character for him to you know, be undercutting his competition um was not expecting saw Gerrera to show up though
1: yep yeah I, I didn't want to spoil that one but that's very true to see saw Gerrera come in with his faction of the rebellion to come in. And his plan was to fully destroy the base. And here you've got Hunter saying, no, we can't because we're trying to follow Hemlock to a different base. And Saw's like, you know what? In so many words, I don't care. I'm going to take down this base because we have all that leadership up there. We take it down, then boom. And I think it was Hunter that came back and said, yeah, but if you do that, there's still going to be people that's going to fill in behind the leadership you're taking down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And again, this kind of shows that debate, right, between the different perspectives in this you know battle against the Empire do you do you just take them out and kill them regardless of you know what might happen or do you try to use them as information I Sagra was a definitely a surprise having him show up it, ultimately it felt a little superficial or or shallow in that it was a it was just a very brief appearance but it 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 was a critical, the 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 bad batch couldn't have their plan succeed, and they needed to to kind of have a reason to escape. So from that standpoint, it propelled it forward. And it was
2: cool to see Sagarera. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I I always felt like the plan, the batch's plan, was a little bit weird in the first place. The moment they like had to stun the people in the hangar bay, mm-hmm. yeah, um, like the in the control room, I was like, I I can't imagine they're gonna like let ships take off without <laughs> yes. any questioning. Yeah. Like clearly something is going on here.
1: Well, when they first got onto the base and the first soldiers they meet, and I believe it was stated before they got up there, you know, let's do this quietly, not do this, not do that. And what do they do? The first troopers they find, oh, they go over the edge and they use, you know, blasters on them instead of stunning. So, yeah, it, it was at some point you knew something was going to be tripped. Didn't expect it to be tripped by Saw Guerrero though. Yeah
0: yeah and that course triggers this (laughs) triggers this uh you know cascading series of events where now the base is going to be destroyed so the the plan kind of goes out the window and they have to get out of raven's peak as as quickly as they can and you know they make it on the skyrail just in time um before the the base is destroyed interestingly the the it's really just the lower levels of the base that are destroyed. The upper levels where the Imperial leadership are, they're fine. It's, it's heavily protected and there's, you know, so they, they, they survive. There's no issues, but it really just forces the batch to have to escape pursued by the empire. And this, Mm -hmm. this is when we get that rail hanger (laughs) ending, where they're literally hanging above, you know, thousands of feet in the sky. There, the rail car comes to a stop, and the um, the empire is closing out on all sides, and there's no way out. It's mm-hmm. where the first part of the two parter ends.
2: Yes, yeah, so let me let me ask you guys this question. So I watched, you know, I, like I said, I finished these up pretty recently. Um, I finished the this episode that we're discussing last night, and I watched a little one today. Where did you guys think uh, they were going at this point? Like, what did what did you expect the next episode was going to be about based on where this episode ends?
0: Ooh, I mean, well, okay, um,
1: you know, by by way of the planet they were going to head to instead of where they went. I expect- well, sorry, I guess to to be more explicit. Okay, um, this
2: episode, I'm like, okay, so the next episode is going to be like, yeah, the plane kind of got shot to hell to some degree. But right. I don't remember them explicitly saying the tracking device didn't work. Right. Um. And so my expectation, 100%, was that the next episode was going to be them escaping, getting in the ship, and then flying off to Mount Tantis to stage a rescue of uh, yeah. uh Crosshair. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was not that.
1: It, yeah, was it was not, not that, that at all.
2: And so, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I'm watching kind of not on the side, like I'm paying attention, but it's not like it's the the main thing I'm doing it at a given moment. Mm-hmm. Um and this episode kick the next episode kicks off and it does not go right. like I'm yeah very, very surprised to say the I
1: least. Th- I think I see where you're coming from because if when the next episode kicked off, I didn't expect them to go to, to Sid's place. I may have expected him to go back to, uh, the planet they were, uh, 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 Parabu. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. yeah. I expected them to go there because with, with tech gone and they come back to that and then, um, 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 sorry. The name escapes me. Uh, he says goodbye. Uh, the one that always called him goggles. Oh, Sid or Sid. No, yes, not yes. Sid. No, no, no. No, the the feed feed Genoa. That's what I wanted to say. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, I expected them to go back there and have mm-hmm. that moment of looking for tech, and it's like tech's not there. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. So I I think the the interesting thing, and it's not necessarily a problem with the episodes, but they clearly set us up to go to Mount Tantis and then never did. Right. And I and right. maybe this is your your larger point, Stephen. I I don't, I don't want to speak for you, but. Yeah personally I wanted, I was ex- last season and the last season they, they teased Mount Tantus and I'm like, okay, this is great. I'm excited. Let's go to Mount Tantus. This sounds really cool. And they don't address it at all for 12 episodes. I think it was. Mm-hmm. And then we get a brief scene on Mount Tantus and a couple scenes here and there. And I think it was only in like one, maybe two episodes now. I, I'm trying to remember. And, I'm like, okay, well, the, 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 the end's going to be on Mount Angeles. That's still cool, and then it's not, and it's still cool to see Yadu. and it's still the action's still fun, but I think you, I just was always expecting it to go there, and it never did, which almost yep. sets up a little bit mm-hmm. of disappointment, even though you shouldn't be disappointed, you know.
2: I don't know. Yeah, what, it, what? How did you feel, Stephen? I I didn't feel bad about it necessarily i think it actually works pretty well because you feel like things are you know, not necessarily going to plan but they're we're on track for this big thing um and then you know tarkin orders the viewings to attack You're like oh man this is get this is getting rough for them wonder what mm-hmm. the, how they're gonna get out of this um and then tech gets knocked down and he's climbing up the rope and you're like oh man this is getting real this is getting real tough um and then kind of all of a sudden you're like oh we're not going we're not going to Mount Tantus. Mm-hmm. There are some different stories that are happening here first.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I do and, and... think
2: that's pretty cool. All things considered. Like I I don't know about you guys. I was not expecting tech to die. Not nope. on my radar. Not at all. Yeah.
0: That... Uh, yeah. Let's uh, yeah. That's it kind of hit me out of out of nowhere. And it it been props to the, the team like it. I was not expecting it. It, it completely right. blindsided me. Not right. until he was hanging there. I'm like, oh shoot, he's going to die. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Well, and also I, I get back to it, it shows they have absolutely no problem getting rid of characters. Cause look at nobody expected Kanan to go. And then what happened to him? Okay. So now you've got tech. So I, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, they, they, they have, they have no problem and it makes sense because you can't be in that kind of situation and how's he going to make it out of this? I mean, that was a heck of a fall. And let's theoretically state there are no big birds or anything around for him to fall on to basically rescue him. It was a it was a fall. No, I mean, mean he's, I, he's, gotta be yeah, dead. Sure he's he's got it. I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Right.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah he, I, he I think had, so.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, we see later, uh, you know, the um, the goggles, the goggles,
1: so to speak, like
2: I. I don't see a world where that's not yeah.
1: kind of it. Yeah. Right. So, no, should we? Are, we're kind of moving into Plan ninety nine now. Should you, we? You let, we'll kinda, review
0: each each. Ep- we'll do our scores for each episode. I think
1: at the end, maybe. But no, no, um, no, that's fine. We'll yeah this is plan 99 director and writer and all that. Oh, yeah, we should you're right. We should
0: we yeah. should we should tell that first and then we'll continue yeah, our so, discussion.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we we're we're going to take a brief pause here to explain that we have now moved into Bad Batch season 2, episode 16, the final episode of the season called Plan 99 that does end with a cliffhanger. This was directed by Stuart Lee and written by Jennifer Colbert, and in this episode the heroes are tested and well, as you can tell That's
0: pretty accurate. They are
1: tested. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty accurate. <laughs>
0: so 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 let's see so back to back to echo right because yeah. the uh and and tech sorry not echo um the, you were close enough i'm close no the the reason i say echo though is actually the he's been on they my were hanging mind because, over a
1: cavern and when they were talking there was an echo in the background and
0: then, no no no, no. <laughs> he's been on my mind though because you know they gave us a bit of a, a a fake out earlier in the season right where echo he he leaves the bad batch and you're like oh okay wow well, or the echo's gone but at least he's He's, you know, he's all right, but he's not going to be there. And it's, it's kind of sad. And a couple of episodes later, he's back with the group. Maybe not for full time. We don't really know. But he's still helping the group. Uh, but who they actually kill is tech, right? And so you're kind of processing the loss, but not loss of of tech. Uh, sorry, of Echo. And then boom, they just hit you with tech out of nowhere. And it's really kind of that. It's it's pretty effective and, and completely... Surprising. I I was expecting the episode is titled Plane 99. And of course, as fans of the Clone Wars, we know 99 was a clone who sacrificed himself in the season three episode Clone Cadets to save his brothers. And I thought it was gonna be a, a an homage to him in some way. I didn't know it was gonna mean that a clone would sacrifice himself again. I should have, but I just it never crossed my mind.
2: Yeah, and looking back, it feels more obvious. Like I think back to that episode in the mine where like uh tech and Omega have their kind of like heart to heart and mm-hmm. understanding. It starts to feel a little more like, oh, this is hmm. Especially like tech talking to Omega about people leaving. Oh, this hurts a little bit more now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All the hands all the all the signs were there, but we just didn't we didn't see it. I, I did right. not see it. It completely blindsided me. Oh. Yeah, it's I will miss Tech. Yeah. He's he and Echo are I think my two favorite members of the batch. And so I will I'll miss them. It is will mm-hmm. miss them. <laughs> Echo's not dead. I'll miss Tech, though. I'll miss him for sure. Because he's definitely dead. And and really, rather than going to Mount Tantis, this episode really just shows us how the batch processes their mm-hmm the loss for the most part right how'd you guys feel about all of this
1: the, and yeah, i mean that's and, where it, go ahead I, Stephen. go ahead i'll
2: say that's like that's where i was as well like you know they're trying to escape is they they it goes south very very quickly right um you know one moment it seems like it might be okay you know yeah they're hanging above the air the thing has stopped well i'll get it going again and they'll be fine you know, the next, the train crashes, Omega is knocked out. We get the scenes of her, like, very clearly wounded and, like, delirious. Um, and it's just one of those things where, like, yeah, the right choice was to try and find safe harbor. I don't think I would have mm-hmm. gone back to Sid for that.
1: And that's, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and like I, like I mentioned earlier, that's the one thing I had a problem with, going to Sid. It did set up consequences of going there. I mean, it totally made sense from that story point perspective. But I, I looked at it as you just had a harrowing, harrowing escape. You lost one of your, uh, one, one in your platoon, you've lost a, a, you're a man down. You would think that a quiet place for them to go back and reflect would have been Pabu mm-hmm. because that way, like I mentioned earlier, it would have set up a fee when the batch, when, when the Marauder landed, she's sitting there looking for tech. And that, that would have been an interesting story moment. And that, basically would have put them at the end of what Hunter recommended they do when he was talking mm-hmm. to Omega. And yeah, you would have gotten to that story point faster. But to move the story forward, going to Sid's did kind of make, sadly, sense because now you had to have the portrayal of Sid to the batch. I, 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 yeah, Stephen?
2: I was going to I, I kind of wish they hadn't gone back there after... Because it felt. Pretty I agree clear that they their relationship with Sid was not in a good place.
1: I totally agree.
2: Um, it feels a little bit to me like the the reasoning for that is just because they wanted um, like they needed uh, was it
1: AZI like the droid. Yeah, they, they need AZ to basically do the medical honor. Yes.
2: Yeah, and like maybe it's just because I it's been a while since I've seen some of the other episodes. I like didn't remember who AZI really was. Like I I vaguely remember he came from Camino, but it was. I wish they'd justified that a little bit more. Like maybe her wounds are worse. Maybe it's a matter of like, she's like heavy medical care and this is the only place they can provide it. It's so like, yeah, there, there needs to be a big reason for them to go back to sit. I didn't feel like really quite earn that.
0: I, I agree. I, I feel like they could have, I don't know. Unless, I know. AZI is, he's, you know, he, he's, he's specialized for working with clones, but mm-hmm. I don't know. didn't pabu have some sort of doctor like i I don't think their wounds were that bad maybe maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong but either regardless like anywhere anywhere but except for sid who you know has betrayed you on multiple occasions like yeah or or if you go back to sid make sure she's doing your bidding and you're not you know i don't have to have her gunpoint or something right just just make sure don't just trust her outright exactly where she can call the empire because Sure enough, that's what she does. And just before the umpire arrives, we get this this great scene where Hunter and wrecker decide that they're gonna retire and they're gonna they're gonna go live on Pabu and it they're they're done. things are over for them. It, it's more important that they be a family than than you know put each other at risk they that the loss of tech really kind of in some ways, drives their mortality home, mm. and then the empire
1: arrives. Well, in in the full circle, it's not only the loss of tech, but at this point, it was kind of the loss of crosshair too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, at any point, you could feel for them that they really have taken a hit, and they're coming to the realization: it is time to just retire. It is time to like let Omega be a kid, not traipsing across the galaxy trying to keep her safe, but let her basically be. kid yeah yeah i do wish they
2: played up them it a little bit more that they're making a decision not to go after crosshair as well Mm -hmm. um I i think i think it really underscores that like yes crosshair's their brother and it's important that they try and get him but their plan fell through they've already lost tech like they need and they need to provide for omega basically um
1: and the other I, aspect. I wish they'd underline
2: that just a little bit more. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And the other aspect was that at this point, Crosshair made his decision. And yes, you could probably go save him, but he made that decision himself. And it's to a point where he's got to live with it. And we've got to move on.
0: Yep. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And
0: yeah, it would have been nice that they made that choice a little more obvious. But I'm at least glad we finally see what I can only imagine is the, the last of Sid at this point. Right. Cause the empire arrives, they pay her off and she,
2: I'm sorry. They got here just before you did. Oh, of course. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh... Um, uh, and I, I mean, you... we don't really see what happens to her. Right. She kind of just slinks off with her pile of credits. Like literally a pile of credits
1: yeah with 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 the downtrodden look on her face like sorry you know it's like hate to do it was pushed into a corner had no choice it's like yeah you know what to a certain extent i hate to say it i would like to see her one more time for her to get her comeuppance from the bad batch but that's fair do you do you think yeah.
2: she'll return in season three, i hope, in the final I, 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 season? hope I think we will get one episode with her I, I think Tom's right. I don't think we can leave things unsettled with yeah, states, there has there
1: has said. to be a something has to be settled with her. And if it's not with the batch, but somehow a storyline to where she's in the background and you see one of her competition take because remember during that one race thing that tech was was a part of, that one um competitor warned them that she will turn on you. Mm-hmm. And she did so, yeah. yeah, she did. so i i i would I would like to see her get her come up and at some point if it's not even if it's through the grapevine you hear that that she got taken over or run over by a rival gang. love to hear it,
0: yeah, yeah, i I think I agree with you guys. I think she'll show up maybe for one episode any more than that. if they try to like work with her again, that just feels yeah. like a bridge too far,
2: it, yeah, it th- surprised me if we start the next the season three with that episode maybe she knows something you know how did she contact hemlock in the first place or the empire like mm-hmm. i could see them going that route and shaking her down effectively to make sure that like no 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 this doesn't that's get fair happen. yeah because i mean they have to
0: they have to find omega be you know yeah. hunter tries to help omega escape and and buy time and she of course decides not to she tries to help her her brothers, friends, parent figures—I don't know. It's like it's, you know, father figures. It's kind of uh, not sure how to describe it, but um, and it really it ends up with her getting stunned and and kidnapped by Hemlock. They they complete the mission and and ta- and take her back to Mount Tantis.
2: Yeah,
1: it's a it's a rough episode. The batch it is not farewell.
0: <laughs> no, not well, at all.
1: No, but it, it does set up what a hell heck of a cliffhanger going into the next season.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, we see, we see Hemlock, you know, er, earlier in the season, right? Nala say didn't want to cooperate. And he knows that, well, if he gets Omega, cause Nala say is, uh, she has an affection for, uh, Omega that maybe she'll, do what he wants and so you know he, he basically threatens her and says hey do what i tell you to do or omega will suffer the consequences and she's we don't really know exactly what she wants but at least we, at least we returned to Mount Tantas again and, and omega's there she's taken into this lab with a bunch of cloning tubes almost look like early versions of snoke in some ways it looked like a snoke-like figure to me um,
2: that's, that's where i started but also i felt like those similar-ish to what we see in mandalorian season that's
0: three true. too. so, so maybe it's just it's, their... yeah
1: yeah i agree with that one steven
0: maybe it's not <laughs> um and this is i think where the maybe the biggest surprise of the of the episode occurs maybe even even bigger than than tech's death which is saying something because we were not expecting that Omega runs over to Crosshair and he's unconscious and strapped to the table and he really doesn't look good. And Dr. Emery Carr walks up and introduces herself. And this is, were you guys expecting this? Did you guys see this coming? No, I didn't see it coming
2: at all. Nope, not in the slightest. I feel nope. like we should
0: have. I, I, Both of these, I feel like we're telegraphed and I did not see Emery Carr being a clone as well. Mm-hmm. She and Omega are sisters of course, right she's got the accent she's older so that means she's the she was created
1: before Omega maybe the first one maybe I, maybe she's the one that's the accelerated like the clone Troopers and Omega is the one uh, that's not the accelerated
0: yeah so yeah I guess your thoughts on Emery Carr, who's kind of been in, in the periphery of a few episodes, and all of a sudden we find out she's really a clone.
2: Yeah, it just makes me want to go back into the season and see what I missed because it feels like I did miss something here. Because uh, I like I remember the character, but the reveal kind of caught me by surprise. Um, and I just I don't I don't have a good sense of like, well, what is why is this important? What does it matter? Uh, you
1: know, you know what could have been the tip off. Remember a couple episodes back where Crosshair was struggling like crazy. And she comes in and she's like, I'm trying to help you.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. i had forgotten about that.
1: Yes. I'm trying to remember the episode and I know there was more to it. But she's like, I do remember her saying, I am trying to help you. Yeah. I mean, she only that shows up in.
0: She only shows up in three episodes prior to this one. And it's very brief in most Mm. of these cases. But you're right. She does. uh, I guess, yeah, she, she inject, she was the one who injected crosshair with something and said, cooperate and you might, might survive when he arrives on Mount Tantis. And then in the, and she only showed up in what episodes uh, 11, 12 and 14 of the season. And yeah, in the 14th episode, that's the one where she tells, she sees she sees crosshair it's very very brief and uh, and you know he, something he's trying to escape right Uh,
2: yeah I don't know it's it's fascinating I don't know what her game is I'm, I think the thing I'm hoping for most is like you know season one has this very heavy like what is special about Omega kind of vibe and I feel like they kind of drop that and mm-hmm. or like diminish it to like there's not really anything that unique. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of makes me hope maybe there's something still there, like maybe that a, a plot point will revisit, and you know, Emery is this first version, and Omega is the second, or I right. Like,
0: what were they created for? Right, what is their purpose? We still don't a hundred percent know. The Bad Batch, of course, they were clones that they tried to have, you know, give special. They were just like their mistakes, right? Yep. Um, Originally, we thought, well, maybe Omega is a mistake as well, and she has some ability and that hasn't really seemed to come to fruition, and she also seems to be much younger, and I believe the it's implied that she has no growth acceleration like Boba Fett.
2: And, I think that's correct. Yeah, I think and that's correct, too.
0: I remember in season one, we speculated a lot, right? Will we see will Boba Fett show up? And so far, he hasn't, but instead, we find another sibling. Uh, Emery Carr and it's unclear she seems even older than Boba so maybe she does have the growth acceleration but I I like you hope they answer what was Omega's purpose what was she made for was she just Nala say wanted a daughter basically and so she, you know just like Bo- Jango got a son Nala say got a daughter and if so what is Emery
2: for
1: like there has to That's be a, a reason for them yeah
2: it feels like there needs to be something there
1: yeah and and again that goes into third season yeah that's that story threads that are right there and we know it'll be the final
0: season too so hopefully it builds up to something pretty cool uh i imagine definitely they they have to go to mount tantus at this point right
2: (laughs) i i would assume it'll happen eventually yeah
1: oh yeah yeah, and I think I, I I agree and I think they're gonna go with a small, and this is where we we're gonna get back to about the clones. They're gonna have to go with a small force of clones. May not be an overwhelming force, but it's gonna have to be a small force of clones because yeah. Hunter and Wrecker can't do it themselves with Echo. You're you're gonna have to get, you know, Rex involved and anybody else that's still around.
0: Yeah. No, you're you're right. I Yeah, and we'll see. And will they Will they settle down on Pabu afterward? I think you know their main goal is now rescuing Omega, which I assume will take them to uh to Mount Tantas. Also, what's up with Crosshair? Right? What are they what are they plan for Crosshair? Uh,
2: my expectation is we'll see more with Crosshair and Omega in the next season. Like that'll mm-hmm. be the kind of duology or mm-hmm. those two characters, a lot of story and yeah. echo and uh, Hunter and Wrecker will have a, a story as they yeah. work towards getting to each other.
1: Yeah, and you, and I could see it when it comes to Omega and uh, Crosshair, they'll try and work their angle of figuring out a way to getting out of where they're at. And then you've got the angle of Hunter and Wrecker. Who knows? Maybe the two of them are able to find a spot where they can send a signal to Hunter and Wrecker, and that's how they're able to find Mount Tantis.
0: Yeah. I, I like your idea of maybe going back to Sid, though, and using her to somehow get in touch with Hemlock or something. I
2: don't know. Yeah.
0: I don't oh, know. What do you think? Should
2: we, should we wrap this up? Time for ratings? And I assume we want to do both of them together, or do you want to separate them?
0: Either way, we could.
1: I, mean, I, we could, do... I could do both together. Okay. Because yeah, I could do both together, sure.
0: Um Steven, do you wanna go first?
2: Yeah, I can start. Um, I think overall, I felt like the first episode, um, the summit was a kind of the weakest to me. Mm-hmm. Um the previous episode had kind of set up this like, well, we're going we're going to rescue um why well, am I blanket his name? Crosshair, and we gotta find him. And then the episode ends up taking a lot of time like on this base infiltration so they can track them. Um, and it just felt like it, it was fine. It just didn't feel like it was delivering on that, like we're about to go and rescue someone promise. Um, so I found myself through a lot of the episodes of being like, oh, this is kind of weird. Like, why are we still here? Shouldn't we have moved on to the next thing yet? Or like, why is this so complicated? Um, so if I were like reviewing just the summit alone, I'd probably give it a, not low necessarily, but definitely not where I wanted it to be. Um, then we get into the next episode, and it's like, ah, this it, this is the story they wanted to tell. Like, this was the important piece. Mm-hmm. Um, Was not expecting Tech to die. Was not expecting Omega to be captured. Was expecting Sid to betray them, but, I mean, come on. That's not like it was a, really that big of a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, And it actually ends up, I actually feel very similar to, like, the end of season one, where I felt like, you know, a lot of the season was enjoyable, Um but a lot of it also felt like we were kind of treading water to a great degree. We get And then we get a finale that actually is like, oh, this actually feels like we're going somewhere. We're going to Mount Tantis. Uh, oh, um, Tech is dead and Omega has been captured. We're going to Mount Tantis. And so like, I, it's a cool place to end, but I'm a little bit like, didn't we like just, I feel like this is where we ended last time to some degree, um, which is kind of a weird kind of deja vu. But overall, like, I think they're enjoyable. Um, I'd probably average them out and give them like, I don't know, a 7 out of 10, I think. Maybe 7. I think, yeah, 7 out of 10 seems fine. Um, and it's kind of like 6 for the first episode, 8 for the sep- second episode. But I'll average them together. Um, and my, I kind of forgot what to do with my Womp Rats. Um, I think my Womp Rats are just, you know, part of Dr. Hemlock's evil plan for the Empire. Like, he he's experimenting on clones. He's got the Womp Rats lined up next. Um, yeah, there, he has a plan for a vision for the future of the empire. And, uh, I mean, I'm just saying like womp rats with force powers and Zillow beast armor may be coming to, uh, a battlefield near, near you.
1: That's that terrifying. would be fascinating to see. <laughs> yeah. It's something. Yeah. Yeah. It would be.
2: Uh,
1: yeah. Well, Tom. Wow. You would have to. I, i I can go if you want. No, I'll, no, I'll, no, no, no. Yeah, go. go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead
0: go. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, go ahead, Steven, You, you said it perfectly. Honestly, I, I think I'll just keep this short because you, you, the way you felt was exactly how I felt it. It was exciting. I like where they built the, where they built up to. It feels a little bit like a retread of, uh, you know, the momentum going into, you know, the end of season one, beginning of season two. With this being the final season, I hope they can actually deliver on it this time and maybe we'll have a little bit less treading water through the season. Um but as far as the episode goes, you know, like you, the first episode was enjoyable. We got to see Saga We got to see um it was really cool seeing Krennic and the the Imperial Council and all that stuff. It the Sagarra was fine I guess you know it felt a little brief there having him there um but overall it was a decent episode so I'd, I'd probably give it um I'd probably give it a, a seven the first episode a seven the second episode though was was really um was a lot better I loved seeing well, I didn't love seeing tech die but I the 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 way it came out of nowhere was was very surprising I, I i thought the it was a nice emotional impact and the end as well setting up you know the 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 heading to mount Tantis, hopefully for real this time the reveal that emery Carr is a clone some really nice moments there uh, overall if i had to rate the two of them together though that, that's probably being like more like an eight and a half uh, in my book if I had to the only issue I had I guess was again Sid and while it was nice to see her finally officially betray them it felt a little like why would you go back there? All that said, I think if I was gonna give this ra- uh, finale a rating overall I'd probably give it like an eight. it was enjoyable um it's not not the not my, the my favorite ever. But it was, it was, it was certainly uh, an enjoyable finale and some some nice surprises and some good moments. So uh I'm gonna give it eight womp rats out of ten. And my eight womp rats are um they're they're the ones you actually don't see them, but they're they're kind of like pedaling in the the skyline, trying to they're inside those little carts, trying the trying to propel them across the line. You know, they're on each each side, like you know, the uh, what is it? The like a they're rat in like the wheel. Wheels. Yeah, hamster yeah, wheel. The there big you go. Wheels. Right. Yeah. And that's how the that's how the line moves. And when it got stuck, they just they're straining. And finally when Tech he shot that it was a great moment too, right? When he shot the coupling and it just freed everything and the womp rats got them to safety. So eight womp rats out of ten.
1: <laughs> Tom. I don't know if I could top either of you. I just want to sit here and say ditto. There's no topping. There's I, no topping. Well, I know, but both of you basically summarized the feeling of the episodes probably better than I could. And I, I, I enjoyed both episodes. My biggest thing was in the second episode, why did you go back to SIDS? Like I said, going back to Pabu to me would have been the logical choice to basically use that as the jump off point to get to where you need to go for the next season to Mount Tantis to go get Omega back and all that. Um, But From a story perspective, they had to do that because you had to see at some point, and they were warned, Sid was going to turn on you. Well, we finally got to see that happen, sets up the next season, and hopefully Sid will get her due in the next season. We shall see. Um, So that's the best I can say about both episodes. I am going to split the difference between the two of you. I'm giving both episodes, not averaging just... It's a 7.5 rating for both episodes at this point. There are things about the first one that I like. There's the things about the second one I like. I liked. Um, I just had that one problem to where, and I understood why they went to Sid instead of going to Pop, but I understand why. That's great. My seven and a half Womp Rats. I'm trying to be nice to them and not have anything happen to them. So I think what they're going to do is they're actually at Mount Tantus and it's their responsibility to keep Omega entertained while she's sitting there trying to figure out why she is in the hands of the empire and what Nala really wants her for. And that's it. They're just to keep her, her, her company while she's going through her traumatic experience on Mount Tantus.
0: That's very nice of them.
1: Yeah. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to be cruel, but I think I'm going to let them live until next season. Then we'll see what happens. So, I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. Sounds good. Well, I guess that's it for our review of the bad batch season two, Uh, season three has been confirmed. So we'll get more with, uh, our, our favorite, uh, our favorite clones, favorite, favorite dysfunctional clones. Uh, not suited, not that dysfunctional, but a little bit, you know, um our favorite bad batch uh in probably probably a year from now um but in the meantime there's more to come we next week we have our review of the mandalorian season three uh we'll do our recap we'll look back followed by the following weekend i think the our our look back at the bad batch season two so both of those to come of course our review of star wars visions and a whole heck of a lot more so stay tuned tom steven thanks for joining as always this was so fun
2: yeah i'm, I'm so glad we got this review out right after the episodes came exactly out. I think yeah exactly i'm really <laughs> proud of us yeah
0: yeah yeah and we thank you for uh, our listeners for your patience well we got these out normally we like to have them out right after the episode airs or at least within a few days it was it was killing us having to wait this long but hmm Hey. Yeah, some somebody had to go
1: to Naboo and go visit, you know, a nice lake. Exactly. Just, but just hey, make... it gives
0: us a chance to reflect back and look back yeah. and keep the Bad Batch experience going,
2: right?
1: And it also gave Steven an opportunity to stay with what he normally does, watch the episode right before the podcast.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's all, all a part of the plan to make sure we get that authentic, just watch the episode experience. Exactly. Absolutely. exactly. So
0: cool well thank you guys for listening and we'll be back next week with our review of the bad ba- oh, the bad batch the mandalorian season <laughs> three recap thanks for listening and may the force be with you and for all you mothers out, to- out there happy mother's day
1: happy mother's day by the way i agree thank you for listening to the ion cannon podcast your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far far away The Ion Cannon podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.